Welcome to Talk It Out with Dr. Vince. This show is dedicated to the LGBTQ community and their friends. Join us as we discuss ongoing issues and continue to explore the life within our great community. Welcome everybody to Talk It Out with Dr. Vince. I'm so glad to be with you all. It's been a great year. But for today's episode, we have a really compelling story that I want to share with you. It's someone that I talked to several years ago and previously broadcasted on WRHU. We feel that it is really necessary to share the power behind this story as it still is relevant today. Thank you. Okay, welcome to Talk It Out. This is Dr. Vince Pellegrino, professor of Hofstra University for the past, oh my gosh, 22 years, maybe wait a minute longer, 92, so that's like 26 years. So, and doing this show since 2011, thank you very much, Hofstra University, WRHU, for providing this opportunity to reach out to the LGBT community. We have with us today, uh, Alan. Alan, tell us your, your full name and a little something about yourself. And my name is Alan Kelly. I am originally from Dublin, Ireland, and now I live in New York City. I, I think, did we have a conversation that, about you being from Dublin, that I've been to um, Dublin and all that? No, I don't think we have. Yes, actually. I did. I was there with a friend, and I had a great time. I was a few years back, and I loved the pubs. And the, <laughs> definitely a strange group of guys. You like a pint. A pint. Oh, yes. I had a few <laughs> pints. You know, they love to drink. I, I think I... Uh, yes, we do. <laughs> it was a good part. I mean, I, you know, it's a writer. What's this? Tell us a little something about Dublin nightlife and especially the gay life. Oh, gosh. Um, I actually left Dublin when I was 19, so I haven't had the, the widest gay experience there. Mm. But going back, you know, as an adult, um, it's definitely changed, you know, in the last... Can't give away my age now, but um, the last like thirteen years, um, it's so nineteen and thirteen. Did you add that up, guys? <laughs> okay. Um, I it's definitely become more accepting now. There's a lot more choice. Well, not a lot more choice, but certainly more choice than the two bars that were there when I was growing up. Um, but the community's this. It's somewhat the same. Like people are still very friendly and accepting, and. Just a nice bunch of a good sense of humor. <laughs> oh, I, I had a good time. I mean, we really did. Uh, we, we Were you in Temple Bar? Yes, yeah. we went to Temple, yes. And we went to uh, quite a few, quite a few of the bars, all next to each other. Yeah, it's and pretty then, small. And then there's this uh, bigger bar up the street, a little more contemporary. Probably the George. Yeah, it's the like George. It's like a nightclub kind of, yes, like a dance, yes. a disco bar. It reminded me of an L.A. bar. You okay. know? Have you been to Los Angeles? I have, yeah. Yes, it kind of reminded me of that. Okay. You know, while the other one reminded me more of a New York bar. Right. You know, and you know, had a seedy element about it, which I like. You know? Yeah. And it, we, and it is right in the main drag. So you went, we, we weren't hidden away like uh, when I first came out into the gay world, I'll say back in the 70s. And it was, uh, you know, the bars were like hidden, you know. Right. Like in the, in the seedy areas, which was sometimes good because, you know, we wanted to be, you know, not seen. You know, I mean, that's the way it was. I mean, yeah. It still is. But when I was in Ireland, that's when you, pa I was there when they passed gay marriage. Oh, you were? Yeah. yeah we were the first country to um, yes. pass by referendum. Right. In 2015 or 16? I know it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, 15. June, summer 2015. I don't know. June, you can April. look it up on your phone and see. Summer, summertime 2015. I'm but again, I was sure. there. And then New York, then the states passed it. 
Right. So it was there at the same time, and Ireland beat us, you know, and that was nice because it was such a Catholic country. Yeah, it was a big, it was a big day. Are you Catholic or Protestant? I assume Catholic or raised Catholic. I mean, yeah, I'm Catholic by mm-hmm. by default. <laughs> oh, by default. Yeah. Well, I am too. I'm Roman Catholic, like yeah. you, and uh, you know, I uh, growing up Italian and being gay and. Living this life and, you know, um, still living it, of course. And uh, now, you know, the platform here for the show is to talk about pride, you know, and the opposite of pride is shame. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, with so many uh, young people uh, in the gay and straight culture that still have shame, you know. And uh, it's so funny that I was just telling you before class and my class prior to it, I had three girls who all took uh, in, to do their oral interpretation of literature pieces for class. Uh, pl- uh, movies that or you know there were books about death you know and it's about suicide or about this and I'm like oh my god it's like you know what, are we getting morose you know I, I want to hear about uh, you know I think some I don't know about the culture in America right now but uh, you know we don't have the most um, uh, charming president and his his, his comments. It's a very polite and, way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, I, I could say much worse. But um, again, I don't. Uh, and this whole thing he started with the transgender in the military. I said, what the heck did that come from? You know, what what are we doing here? And uh, so I'm wondering if that's how he feels about transgender. What's he feel about the gay and lesbian community? Mm-hmm. You know. So anyway, that's that's him. But enough talking about him. But. Um, do you often visit your home? Yeah, I try and get back um, twice a year, usually somewhere on Christmas. Love his accent. His <laughs> accent. Yes. Um, all my family are back there, so my mom, dad, brother, sister, sister-in-law, and niece and nephew. So I try okay. and get back and see them. Yeah, it's important to go back and visit the mother. Are you the solo here? Are you the only I one am. I'm the only one oh away. Everyone else is back. My brother and sister left um, Ireland for college when they were in their late teens, mm-hmm. but they both moved back home after a while. So mm-hmm. it's uh, strange being the only one away. I'm f- in a weird way, I'm like flying the family flag for them. So oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> it's so nice. They love to visit. They, they're like, oh, oh great. They do. You know. They're great. He's he's in somewhere exotic. We can go. And, we can go. And right. Visit. You live in. Ch- he lives in Chelsea. You know. So. I do. For my Tell sins. us what his life is like in Chelsea now. I I grew. I did. Well, I well, God, I have so much in Chelsea that I've experienced. But uh, what is it like now? Um, it? you know, I've I've been in the same place for five years now, and I love it. It's peaceful. It's serene. It's in clean mm. in Chelsea. Yeah. Um, but what I what I hear on a regular but so I bartend and what I hear a lot from patrons is oh New York isn't what it used to be Chelsea isn't what it used to be see I'm saying the same thing right okay, okay. and it's for me I just I've obviously nothing to compare it to because I've just been there for five years right. it's changed a little bit in the time that I'm there but I think New York's great I don't I don't see I'm not seeing what these people are seeing it's the the natural change of cities is progression so it's hard for me to hear when people say if they think New York isn't what it used to be because I don't know I think it's great I think Chelsea's great mm-hmm. it's very inclusive lots of young professionals lots mm-hmm. of families um, I don't really feel like there's a divide between the straight and gay people in mm-hmm. Chelsea in particular well it used to be gayer right that's the, that's the complaint is well, that what does that be... mean gayer like well, we had there were more boys, mainly the Chelsea. It was called the Chelsea Queen, you right? Know, and uh, you know, I don't think either one of us would fall within that grouping. Maybe you closer to that. It was the Chelsea body. It was the Chelsea look. You know, the circuit party look. You know, that was a lot of them. You know, um, it was more of a. There were more bars than there okay. are now. Um, there were more clubs down in Chelsea. Now it seems to be that 
the heterosexual community or the straight community has kind of come in more, you know, because we kind of opened it up. It was like, for instance, where the Eagle is, you know, I mean, now is all res- all these huge apartment right. buildings. And before that was like we had uh, it all to ourselves in a sense, you know. Right. They, the, they opened up a place called Scores, which was like, uh, you know, the, the dancer bar. You okay. Know? And, uh, and then uh, and we said, okay, if that's it, that's fine. It was wa- tough walking past that because you got these bouncers, you know, who don't look like they look like they want to kill you. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's a, you know, it's a, again, it's a nude bar. Is it know? a is it a gay bar? No, no, it's no, a, no, no. It's, it's a, a um, strip bar. It's a well, it's, well, the dancers or a you know, topless, they're, they're topless. Yeah. Okay, and, and topless, and you know, and uh, exotic, and you know, as they said, the bouncers they'd be always talking outside, and you know, it's like, or you know, you could see these big guys, and you know, right. it's not the fun thing to walk past to go to the Eagle. No, but yeah. we're just all in leather, so <laughs> right. or jeans, and you know, with all that. So you know, there's more of them. Machismo in that mm-hmm. bar. Now, yeah, tell them just, where it is. There were, we're a brand new bar. We're not even open a year. And, you know, it's gay nightlife, like bars and nightclubs are such an important part of the gay community. And it's important for us to get out there and support each other. I go to other gay bars to support them. You know, we've lost a couple of bars in the last few years. And it's such a shame. It's such a moment in time for gay history when that happens. So, What bars close? Um, Splash closed in 2013 when I first moved. Mm. Um, I just heard that Boots and Saddle um, closed three days ago. Oh, but that... And that was always... You know, some of the bars deserve to close. Oh, you think? I don't know. Well, it was... It it used to be a a cowboy bar. Right, but I mean, like, so you and I might not be into that, but people are... I know, I know, I know. know, We're not being very kind to our brothers that like to dress up. Yeah, like, we just all have to support each other. uh, um, You know, then they have to support that. They have to support it. Right, right. You know, because they kind of chased everybody else out kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Just, you know, look online, follow our, our Facebook and our um, Twitter and Instagram pages, see what events are on, Co- you know, come into the city, bring a friend, mm-hmm. buy a drink and have fun and meet people. Oh, it's, it's a nice a- bar. I mean, honest with you, it's got a kind of a, it's got a little bit of a grunge way to look about it. They're the black walls and, you know, G Lounge was a little bit more uh, cosmopolitan kind of thing, you know, and guys used to dress, not dress up, but, you know, there was a different, almost like a, well, there's similar dress code, but it used to be, yeah, it was more cruisy. I mean, I, it, again, I remember the guys would hang around the circle bar. Right. You know, now you have the bars on, you know, one end on the one side and on the middle, you know. So it's, it just changes it, you know. I think it looks good. I'm comfortable there. And, yeah, it's, you know, you have the doors the open design. and all that, which is nice in the summertime. And, yeah. uh, Actually, we had the doors open the other day. It was so warm. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was yeah. for the last two days. It was but you're going to find a lot of people who are loyal to the G Lounge kind of thing and they feel that this is, but they're glad that there's a gay bar there, but they miss G Lounge. I don't know. No. Not, I mean, from what I've heard, it's so people fickle. Are, gay men are so fickle. People um, so. come in and they're like, wow, it's so different from G Lounge, which is. I'm, I'm sounding like them. Which okay. is usually followed by, oh, it looks much better. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's yeah. that nine times out of ten, that's what happens. I will they, agree. Only because they did a, I such agree, a good job I like on the design. Brunch. I like a little dark. Yeah. You know, and, uh, they, did, right. they did really well. It's um, Okay. So which uh, so you also you work out you know obviously and you also uh, you know where's gym do you work out at? Um, I usually work at a crunch either nineteenth, twenty third, or fifty fifty fourth. I know you stole our old gym. I, I used know. to work with David Barton. Well, know. I used to work at David Barton. That was my first job when I moved to New York. I was on reception there for a year. It was the best job I ever had. I when was this? I was in, all I've of twenty thirteen. I've been there for three four years before it closed. 
I was there the the year it closed. That was my that was when I moved to New York. And you were oh you were the, you were on the twenty third street. Yeah, you went in the limelight. No. Oh okay. No. Yeah. So you were there at the end. Yeah, I was. I was not yeah. happy about that. You know, because uh, again, like you know, I mean, it wasn't a gay only gym, but it, you know, a lot of gay oh, guys very, went there. Very gay. Right, you know, and yeah. that was sad when it closed then, because. What is David Martin him. now? I mean, what is he doing? He's got something else called. Oh, I think he has his own gym up in Hell's Kitchen. Called what? It's Temple. Temple, right. Yeah. I couldn't think of it. I knew it was some it's one fabulous, word. It's fabulous, yeah. Huh? I mean, it's a fabulous gym. Oh, it is. Oh. It yeah, means you've got fabulous everything. guys there, too. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I mean, That's always nice. Hot look at guys. Cute guys, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they, they got, you know, now, for those who don't know, uh, again, uh, Chelsea was the place. You know, now Hell's Kitchen's kind of taken over a little bit from the the thunder the place to be yeah yeah more bars you know yeah there's more choice more choices that's uh-huh. why we're trying to you know rebar is a destination bar like people come specifically to chelsea to check well, out there's our also bar. gym bars down the street and boxes on the other end yeah so you do have th- two other bars yeah. and then the eagle and barracuda also well the uh, barracuda that's yeah and that's a little that does also the drag performances and all that, and then you yeah. ego with you have, which is on Twenty Eighth Street, which is a little bit of a walk, you know. Right. You know, just yeah. a little bit, you know. So, uh, but again, I know Chelsea. It seems like Chelsea and and uh, Hell's Kitchen are a little bit at uh, competition with one another. Yeah. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah, but I think it's all you know. Like I don't think the bar owners in Hell's Kitchen would like to see the bars in in Chelsea closing. Of course not. It's no. it's not like we're physically neighbors you know what i mean right. and we need but again businesses. boxes is both in uh in hell's kitchen and on and, yeah uh, yeah i think the, know, chelsea the most bar owners want bar other gay bars to do well i think that'd be fair good fair assessment yeah yeah say. yeah i mean yeah. i just don't want to see the eagle close i like that place right you know, or 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 my bar of course you're bar, <laughs> of course you bar. you know i mean i like your no bar. we're not we're nowhere near closing no, we're you're just not. getting started I hope not. jesus you just opened yeah so. we just need uh, we guys you have to support. show up so again it's on 19th street between 7th and 8th and yeah. 8th avenue and two, two, uh, 225 west 19th street it's got some you know gay shops in the area too yeah great and restaurants it, in the area too right the gym bar uh, excuse me gym uh, gym bars down the street but i'm just saying um the crunch gym which is really super nice it's uh, right opposite Rebar. right opposite yeah. and then you have uh the what used to be the ymca now it's, it's also crunch so mm-hmm. you know and it does have that clientele i think some people did leave from david barton to go to crunch i don't know if they honored i know memberships Oh, I don't know what happened there. I know, exactly. Well, you know, that's what happens. You know, people buy the membership, and the next thing you know, the, bar, the gym closes. You know? Yeah. And you get a lot of angry angry gay men <laughs> and women. Which is not fun. <laughs> no, no. So, um, you know, I'm still curious about Ireland and America. I mean, how would you compare the two countries as far as uh, life and, and about uh, gay life, you know, and, and LGBTQ community, you know? I mean, do you find it uh, more... Um, rigid in Ireland because even though they've passed marriage, you still, you know, because it's a Catholic country, that there's still a lot of, of you know, fear of coming out for some. Um, I think our country is just as bad. Well, you know, I've only lived in New York. I mean, I've traveled around the States, um, you know, so I've visited other cities that aren't, you know, big cities like New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I can only pair it, can compare it to New York City. Um, God, how best to answer that? I think they're similar in that gay... You know, I've lived in London and Berlin, 
And oh, I love, I've never been to Berlin. Oh, it's, it was incredible. Yeah. But I feel like gay communities in you know metropolitan areas have that people go there because they felt different or or they're ashamed, you know, mm. for whatever reason. So there is like a, a haven of um, I don't know identification, and you feel you meet people that have moved to the area for the same reason as you. So there is some sort of self-reflection there. You're you're just meeting other people on your similar similar path to you. So I feel like they're similar in that way. I just feel like New York's so much bigger and there's so much more choice when it comes to nightlife, when it comes right. to outlets. Um, do you think we drink as heavily as they do in Ireland? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Americans okay. can drink. Yeah, yeah I know. They're not um, exactly slouches, I know. Yeah, I... All so these all new craft the bars opening up, all these restaurants are making their own brews and all that stuff. Yeah. Beer. But yeah. Know, they drink a lot of pints. You know, yeah, I mean, we, we do have pints at our bar, but more people, you know, drink a vodka soda and a shot, you know, mm-hmm. or a nice cocktail. But, um, yeah, we have, we have some nice beers on draft at our bar, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's similar in that um, I guess Americans and Irish people are very social. They love to interact. They love to laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, there is that, you know, common... Thing. You know, they both speak English, <laughs> even though Americans always say they can never understand Irish people. <laughs> oh, yes, they can. Yeah. yeah. Um, Except unless we speak too fast, you know. I feel like there is a bond between, you know, Irish people and in particular Irish American people. It's, you know, they're very similar views on family and friends and food and religion. So there is that commonality. But I feel like there is an adjustment with shame when it comes to coming out I was home at Christmas and I was chatting to my brother and he was saying that you know there there are kids coming out in secondaries in high school over in Ireland now and that would have never happened when I was in mm-hmm. when I was a teenager there was me and three other guys in my year there was 120 people in the year and we all we were like the different people and we all hung out together every day you know for survival um, you know, one was very academic and one was one was really into comics. I was really into drama and singing and performance. And so was another guy. And we never vocalized or discussed that we were actually all gay because, you know, saying it out loud was such a terrifying thing. And then it was only years later after we all went our separate ways and went to different colleges and we all connected again on Facebook. We all learned that the other person was gay. I mean, we knew it about each other at the time, but we just mm. couldn't actually say it out loud because there was so much shame. And just for fear of being beaten, beaten up. up. Like, I mean, I was beaten up. I took many a beating up at school to the point where I had to leave when I was 17. I left school a year early because it just got out of control. Um, but I, I feel we're... like that's changed now. Or I would like mm. to hope that it has. Do, uh, when you were in high school, I guess you weren't working out. Or were you working out? No, I mean, I was I was awkward and self-conscious and, you know, late to puberty. And I loved stu- I loved the academic side of school. And I was just getting into performance. And, you know, the, the thing about, I think, kids who feel like they're different, in particular gay kids, realizing that you feel different at a young age, whether or not it is that you're, you know, gay, is that your feeling of shame. You don't have the skills yet to cope with the feeling of shame that you've done something wrong right. and you haven't done anything wrong. It's just that you don't, you don't understand your feeling, your feelings and then add in going through puberty and your hormones are all over the place and it's a very strange, confusing, angry time in a way. You know, it's hard to get answers and 
your emotional intelligence isn't very high, it's hard to describe what it is that you're feeling. And I think the feeling of shame around feeling different or gay, mm. that's a real thing for a teenager who's going to terms with the fact that they're gay. Okay. You know? Yeah, well, listen, I think that's I, something every gay I went person through can relate it. to. I mean, I went through it. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I wasn't, I avoided getting into fights. You know, I mean, I uh, talked my way out or I don't even remember. I just like, uh, when I had my class reunion, uh, you know, I just remember the, uh, you know, one girl said, Diane, she said, oh, Vincent, you are such a nice guy, you know, and all that kind of thing. And I, I just remember trying to survive. You know, because right. So I was that a survival long, game yeah. that you were kind of playing with yourself? You no, know what I mean? Did that, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone. You are listening to Talk It Out with Dr. Vince. Look out for the second part of our interview next week as we continue the conversation and continue to hey, talk it out. This is Dr. Vince signing off. Have a great week. Thank you.